Ireland is undoubtedly a, a great and unique country. I visited there with my family a few years ago, and we were about seven days into our trip, so we wanted to wash our clothes. So we're walking around looking for a, a laundromat, which was a bigger problem than we had realized. And there, uh, my brother's holding uh, his second child, his, his little, little baby Arden, who's crying. And it's just a very funny scene. We're all just with our heads down on our phones. And uh, we were in Cork, down a little like side alley, when all of a sudden this old beat up four-door sedan pulls up. And this old man in a flannel shirt rolls down his window and he says, well, look at that baby. Bring that baby over here. Bring that baby for a blessing. A blessing from the bishop. And I'm like, yeah, bishop of what, right? So then my brother, he gets excited. He says, oh, well, look, my brother over here, he's a, he's a priest. I mean, is that right? And, uh, and the old man gets out of his car and uh, jumps into the back seat, which is just full of these old coats, and uh, pulls out a, a prayer card, which had a very childish image of Noah's Ark and, and the animals, with a prayer on the back of it. And sure enough, there it is, uh, Bishop John Buckley, Roman Catholic Bishop of Cork. I said, I can't believe it. And then he invited us to the Corpus Christi Mass because it was Corpus Christi. I said, this is, this is Ireland. This small kind of like, I could never imagine this anywhere else. And we think today celebrating St. Patrick, we say, uh, obviously the connection of the, the man who brought Christianity to Ireland and all the affection that so many around the world uh, have for this man is for what reason? Because beautiful are the feet of the one who brings glad tidings, of the one who announces salvation. And the Irish people who are grateful for the resurrection, grateful to be Christians, will then have to be grateful to St. Patrick. Just like all of us, when we look at history, we have to admit that there are some well-known great figures, but also each and every link of the chain, each and every messenger that, that accepted the good news and that passed it on is a part of how we got here today, of that great river of faith that, uh, thank God, has arrived at us who are so grateful. And so everything we look in the history, we're happy that it happened because it did in that way. Now, the life of St. Patrick itself is extraordinary. You know that coming... Uh, probably from some place in Britain, was kidnapped by Irish pagans as a teenager and sold into slavery and spent six years in Ireland as a slave before he himself escaped, went back to his, his native place, uh, matured in the faith, became a priest, and was called to go back to Ireland this place, which for him was a place of slavery, to go back to these same slavers and preach and preach Christ risen and Christ present. And here's this, here's this greatness. No greater love has man to, than to lay down his life for his friends. And here's the man loving his enemies in imitation of Christ. And so becomes that great witness. Now, of course, we all know we can look at the 
the country of Ireland today with all the problems that it has, and we, make an, we can make a very clear judgment, the church cannot rely on the glories of its past or on its laurels of its past. We can't live for something great that happened yesterday because we need Christ risen today. We need him proclaimed in freedom today. And we can never say, well, look at how strong the church was yesterday and therefore it'll be the same tomorrow. And we have to live the drama of this mystery in a daily way and not take it for granted. Because always in every age, Christ wants to romance the new generation in love and always, always in freedom. Now, one final point, because I know this is sort of controversial. Lots of people look at the feast of St. Patrick and they say, uh, look at the Catholics, they're just a bunch of drunks. You know, this is how they celebrate uh, their great saints, uh, just by drinking. But I think here we see there's a judgment, which is if you can be Catholic and drink, then there's something fun about it. I know there's lots of people till today who ask me, oh, Father, you can, you can drink? I, I didn't know priests were allowed. Are priests allowed to drink in all countries? And, it, and, it, and it's like, uh, can we please accept that Christianity is a fact, something historical? And historically, factually, the first miracle that Jesus did was to turn water into wine. We are not a prudish people, and we cannot reduce Christianity to a list of rules. So Christ truly did to come that we might have life and have it to the fullness. And on this feast day, we can truly proclaim that to the whole world.